Bonnie Vare with Taylor Swift, the song Evermore. Just playing that in honor of Taylor Swift getting sued by some theme park that's called Evermore. And they're well, give like me a break. the theme park which nobody's heard of on the planet. Unless you live in that neighborhood. It must be so annoying when you're rich and you just got people coming after you yeah. for your money all the time. The theme park is saying that the album name is causing confusion. <laughs> And that people are getting confused between Taylor Swift's album and the theme park. Give me a If anything, if people are searching Evermore and it brings up your theme park more, you're getting promotion. If anything, it helps them. Yes. Yeah. It's like if she had an album called Canada's Wonderland, (laughs) I'm pretty sure Canada's Wonderland would be thrilled about it. (laughs) Yeah. But they're saying, you know, with the merch and the artwork and all that, that's what's throwing people off. I don't know how that works. Yeah. What I would like to know... Because Bon Iver has, uh, as a band, they've been a part of a few songs now with Taylor Swift. Mm-hmm. I wonder how their album sales have been since the Swifties have become aware of like them. Yeah. Because I'm sure there's a lot of people who are into Taylor Swift who had never heard of Bon Iver. Good point. And uh, I would love to just see like what their streams and, and sales would look like post- Taylor Swift involvement. Uh huh. There must have been a huge surge, don't you think? And I think the songs that they're doing with Taylor Swift are great. Mm-hmm. Even I if think you're not a Taylor Swift fan, I think it's hard not to like those songs. I dove down a rabbit hole of uh, Bonnie Vare and Kanye the other day. I know we played oh, one on our yeah. podcast, but I, w- I listened to more. They're great. Yeah. So I, I think he's doing some really cool stuff right now. And I bet he, you any... It's they. They, right. Yeah. I think they're getting more notoriety just from all these different people that they work with. I wonder if the guy hates being called Bonnie Vare like the guy from Hootie and the Blowfish hated being called Hootie. <laughs> Hootie. <laughs> yeah. What's his name? Darius Rucker. Yeah. He's well, not Hootie. <laughs> he chose the name of the band. Yeah. Bonnie Vare. Do you think that there's some douchey dude who's called himself Bonnie Vare, but it's the name <laughs> of the band. Which I, I assume is supposed to be like a play on the French words Bon Hiver. Like, what does that mean? Would be like Good Winter, maybe? Maybe. Yeah, like maybe. Winter Hiver, Bon. He w- like, grew up in Wisconsin, so you gotta have a killer winter yeah. there. Welcome to the Take Two podcast. Professor Bundes in charge with curating a playlist for you. Mm-hmm. Have you chosen any... Uh, Selections. What do you got for us? I mean, obviously you have chosen it. We're I, doing got, it. I got a couple here. I got a couple here. Uh, mm-hmm. Everybody loves bacon, right? Yeah. <laughs> but we had a great conversation about what is the gold standard of how much bacon should be on a cheeseburger or mm. on a BLT. A lot of people weighed in on this too. It was actually kind of a throwaway conversation that turned into something more. Like yeah. it just was a quick question and then it evolved into something much greater than we could have ever thought. Totally. Uh, there's a pati- <laughs> there's a particular city in Ontario uh-huh. that uh, the mayor there wants to set up roadblocks and checkpoints because they want to stop people from southern Ontario, places like Toronto, London, and Hamilton, from coming up to this fine city. Yeah. Well, we've heard about this with beach towns, but never sure. shitty towns. Basically, we rip on an Ontario city that thinks they're so good that we all want to go there. But clearly, nobody who's not from there ever really wants to head there for a vacation. That's right. Or a getaway. 
And um, Maura, tra- or Maura was telling uh, a story about, is it possible to settle a bad boy down? And um, <laughs> I tried yeah. to give some insight and to help all the ladies out there trying to, trying to lock a bad boy down that it's probably not the smart thing to do. Or is it? Yeah, the experts weigh in. Yeah. Come on, leave a little something for the end. <laughs> and uh, Maura tells us that it's not possible it's to take a bad boy. So don't bother listening because I just told you everything in 10 seconds. <laughs> now, it was a pretty fun conversation as we tried to get in, into uh, Bundes' head and why he can't commit. Yeah. What would encourage him to commit? What would scare him away? Right. So that's all coming up. Thanks for checking out this podcast. Hey, December. Guess I'm feeling unmoored. Can't remember. I got a question for you. Mm-hmm. You're making a bacon cheeseburger for dinner. Okay. Kay. Oh, yeah. This is going to be a good night. Yeah. How many slices of bacon do you put on the bacon cheeseburger? Oh, good question. I, um, I, I'm asking because Matt was making up a couple of bacon cheeseburgers last night at yeah. my place, and I happened to look over at all the bacon in the oven, and it looked like the whole damn pack was in there. Well, first of all, making bacon in an oven is... Uh, Sacrilegious to you, I realize that. To me, that. is a big mistake, but anyway. Okay, I, I would say like... <laughs> Standard would be the Iron Cross, right? You what just is that, get two. You, that's two pieces. <laughs> the Iron set, Cross set up on a top. It's uh-huh. almost like a religious symbol. <laughs> if you're gonna have a burger, yep. you're gonna worship the altar. You might as well have the cross of bacon on the top. Bundus, you go in two slices every time. I, I feel like you got to go three or four. Three or four, okay. but that's like that's not the norm. That's like somebody who's being excessive. I feel like you need to cover the patty with bacon. I don't. Think, <laughs> I don't think the Iron Cross is enough. Yeah, you want, you want a yeah. full weave? Yeah. This is exactly like my husband. So I'm like, how many slices of bacon are you putting on this cheeseburger? He says four. I'm like four. Four. And then he's like, lot. well, the Baconator has six. The Baconator from where, Wendy's? Oh, so the Baconator is the gold standard for cheeseburgers now? I don't think so. A Baconator is called a Baconator because it's excessive, right? Are you making a burger or are you making a bacon sandwich with a patty? That's what I asked him. I said, oh, so It's supposed to be like, it's almost like a... It's a topping. It's a topping. You know what I'd say to you if I were Matt? What? In that instance, I'd be like, well, you make it then! You get in here! Joseph is weighed in. He says he likes to have a hashtag of bacon on his... Hashtag? <laughs> That's the weave. So that would be four slices. That'd be four. You'd have, or you uh, you could break it in half and then have two pieces spread out because that would also give you, you know, like a full coverage, what Bundes is talking about. Here's another question then. Yeah. Just to get an idea of your standard bacon loads. Mm-hmm. BLT? How many uh, pieces of bacon are you throwing in there if it's made on a traditional slice of bread? Well, if say. it's a BLT, that bacon is like the highlight of that sandwich. So I'm okay with going three slices on a BLT. Three on a BLT. You say two on a burger like me. What about if you're just having a standard old-fashioned breakfast, right? Two you pieces got your of hashies, bacon. You got your yeah, eggies. You got your eggs over here. You Two got your, pieces of bacon. I'm, usually, if I know the golden standard, there mm, is three. three yeah. But I always find the third a bit much. Okay. So see, I disagree with you on that one. I'm uh, three for sure, but I'm usually also the one making the bacon, and I like to do a little sampling yeah. as I go. So I'm I'm usually four, one before breakfast. Then I have. 
I try and put a couple under my poached eggs, and then I make a little bacon sandwich on the side with the bread. Yeah, and, yeah. Yeah. Spencer from the U.S. has weighed in. Oh, what? Okay. He's, he he's American. He's going to say 12. you got to have 12 pieces. And there better be four patties on that burger. Or you're a bunch I'm, of wusses. I'm so happy that we have an American weighing in on this. He yeah. says you cannot cook half a pack of bacon. It is just wrong. You cook the whole damn thing. Yeah, well, that would be definitely an American <laughs> point of view. So the gold standard is... We don't have. It turns out there isn't one. Okay, if that's if you're looking for a straight answer, it depends how gluttonous you are. Okay, we've just we figured out nothing. It's Tucker and Moro. We got a text from Ken about bacon. By the way, guys. Yeah. Ken says bacon is like vodka. Once it's open, you have to finish it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's true. The pack's yeah. open. You gotta yeah, yeah. eat it. But wait a second. Uh, Ken, Ken, it sounds like you might have a bit of a problem <laughs> with both food vodka. and booze. I cannot handle vodka. What? I just can't. What do you mean handle vodka? It's like the easiest thing in the world. Uh, if you're going to drink hard alcohol, I was with a bunch vodka? of ladies who were out and they were on a diet and they were drinking like vodka waters. Yeah, I used to drink vodka water no, exclusively. I can't do the vodka water. I'm like, I mean, it doesn't oh. taste that great, but it, it gets you where you need to get to and, no. it, uh, and it keeps you from getting hung over because you're constantly Hydrating. hydrating you feel great if i'm partying and i want to have like a 100 percent chance of feeling great yeah the well, next day or no even that night okay you know you're drinking some mixes they can make you feel a little queasy or gross by the end of the night vodka water you feel like you're an athlete you feel like you're exercising <laughs> no. while you drink yeah. i don't think so oh you're so i don't think well so. you're wrong then you're vodka wrong for me is the only it's like what i drink in the morning like only with orange juice <laughs> yeah if you're gonna if i'm gonna drink in the morning it's vodka other than that i never drink vodka because when i was i think i was 17 me and my friends we were underage drinking you know yeah that's what happened you and, ruined it for yourself and i ruined it for myself yeah mm-hmm. uh we also got another text uh from brandy mm-hmm. about bacon guys i just want to say to tucker bacon in the air fryer is a game changer oh you know we've talked about getting an air fryer haven't pulled the trigger because we tend to have a lack of counter space and storage in our house so it's a deep fryer but it uses air i don't know (laughs) i think you put it there's like a a very small amount of oil that's used okay and through the technology of the air fryer you get like fried like results Mm. without it having to sit in a giant Potter pan full of oil. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, man, the air fryer texts are flying in. Apparently, no storage needed. It's uh, it stays. What do you mean, no storage? It needed? stays on your counter. Yeah, well, I don't have that kind of retail <laughs> or that uh, yeah, space yeah, on my yeah, counter. Yeah. I already have a coffee machine it and a toaster. Anything? Yeah. No oil needed. No Pe- oil? People are going crazy. Okay. Well, I've heard it. Great things about it. And the final text goes to Paul. Yep. Bacon is the duct tape of food. You can never have too much of it. (laughs) (laughs) At least one mayor of a decent-sized city in Ontario wants there to be roadblocks and checkpoints to make sure people from southern Ontario stay away from their city. Oh, my. Is it a beach town? One of these beach towns that's like, oh, no, you don't. Yeah, what was that town that didn't want us? Uh, um, was it Wasaga? Uh, at one point it was, and there, there, there was, was something on Sobble so- Beach. Oh, yeah. That's Sobel what it was. was Sobel not happy. Beach, that trashy place. <laughs> Come there. on, it's a beautiful beach. <laughs> it's a bit trashy when they let you drive and park on the beach. Oh, Bundus loves that.
Yeah. He loves that. <laughs> Got my beats. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This particular mayor, if they, uh, if, especially if they extend the stay-at-home order, which is, I guess, set to expire on February 9th, he's like, okay, if they're going to extend this, we really got to put measures in place. He doesn't want people coming to his city. Yeah. Okay. What's this fabulous city that he doesn't want people coming to? It's the city of Sudbury. Sudbury. The mayor of Sudbury, <laughs> Brian Sudbury. Bigger, feels like if the stay-at-home order gets extended, that they should have roadblocks and checkpoints to make sure people from southern Ontario don't come on up. I'm like, great. Why don't we put those roadblocks in all the time, even when the pandemic's over? 100% okay with that. Why don't you set up a checkpoint and see how busy you're going to be? Yeah, it's, it's okay. I'll just go to Thunder Bay. Thanks, Mary. Thanks. Don't worry well, about it. Of course, the road to Thunder Bay... You got to go through Sudbury, don't you? Yes, if I you're think gonna you do. If you're going to be on the Trans-Canada. I mean, I'm sure there's other ways around it, but yeah. What are we going to miss out on? <laughs> the giant nickel? Ooh. Oh, no. Now, listen, I haven't been to Sudbury, so I feel like I can't throw any shade on them. Yeah. But also, I haven't been to Sudbury because... <laughs> you've never wanted to go to Sudbury. I've never been drawn to go to Sudbury. How about this? I just looked up. Greatest attractions in Sudbury? And I got this link. I clicked on it. It was a blank page. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing there. There's no great attractions there in Sudbury. (laughs) That is so funny. Uh, Checkpoint, eh? Set up that checkpoint. Set it up. Start seeing if uh, there's anybody going in just for a little Sunday drive, right? I mean, I'm sure there's some lovely things around Sudbury, but I mean, I think we have those lovely things in lots of other places too. Like I'm sure Great Lakes, you know, beautiful lakes in Sudbury, but no different than the beautiful lakes north of every other Ontario town. I just Googled Sudbury, right? And you know, if you go to Google Maps, it'll show you a picture of like some iconic thing going on in the town. Yeah. Yeah. I got a picture of Costco in Sudbury. <laughs> That's what Google Maps gives you. Paul just sent us a text. Yeah. Snowmobiling. A lot of people go up there yeah. to snowmobile. Sure. You Great know where else snowmobile. you can snowmobile? Where? North Bay. <laughs> Guess who hasn't asked for roadblocks in front of their city? North Bay. Mm-hmm. Huntsville. Mm-hmm. You know, great snowmobiling up there. Yeah. What's next? Cornwall's not going to want us to visit? Cornwall. <laughs> 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 There's no reason to visit other cities right now, really and truly. Like, everything's locked down. Yeah, right? If you were looking for a reason to rip on Sudbury, now you got one. (laughs) We do have some texts about Mm -hmm. Sudbury, the mayor of Sudbury, suggesting that they set up roadblocks so people can't come into Sudbury. From southern Ontario, (laughs) where the infection rates are much higher. Do you really need a roadblock to keep people out of Sudbury? (laughs) Like to me, the mayor of Sudbury not wanting people from southern Ontario to visit would be like if McDonald's asked people to stop ordering the filet of fish <laughs> you, know, you know, I'm sure some people enjoy it, but yeah. it wouldn't really be that big a deal if you couldn't get it anymore. My sister likes to order the oh, filet of fish because she doesn't eat meat, but I'll tell you something, every single time she does, we get asked to pull over. Bill sent us a text. He says the best thing that ever came out of Sudbury is the exit ramp to the Trans-Canada Highway. (laughs) Bill! (laughs) It's fun to rip on Sudbury because they're out of the listening area. (laughs) Right. We're safe. Larissa, what's your take on all this? So 
I grew up in Sudbury. My family also lives there. It's funny because people who live in Sudbury love Sudbury. And then, you know, when you leave Sudbury... (laughs) You're like, why? Why do people love it? <laughs> yeah, you, that's it. You know, there's other places in Canada very much like that. And I'll name two, Winnipeg and Regina. Yeah. Those are two places where if you're from there, people love it and are happy to stay there. Mm-hmm. But if you, you leave, chances are you're never going back because you've like seen the other side now. And the grass is greener every time. When I was um, applying for universities, I got a full ride to Lincoln University in Sudbury. And I got like, you know, a $2,000 scholarship to Western in London. And I was out of there so fast. Oh, <laughs> that's funny. I do have to defend some of it. So it's been a mining city forever. Um, they did a regreening project, I don't know, 25, 30 years ago. There are a lot of nice trees. There are lakes that you can swim in. Like coming to Southern Ontario, I'm like, what the heck? Why can't you swim in lakes here? It's weird. Yeah, like it'd be um, nice if you could just go swimming in the Thames River, right? Yeah, so that's nice. I mean, the bugs are rough. Um, there's a good two months in the summer that's nice. Yeah, like when, when when you talk about Sudbury and the lakes, don't get me wrong, it's beautiful country, right? You have these great, amazing lakes and forests, but really, how short is that window where you can enjoy it, where the bugs aren't eating you alive day and night? Two months. Yeah. Uh, that's what they live for. In the winter, like your cars don't start because it's so cold. So cold. Yeah, in Regina, I had to plug my car in everywhere I went. Oh my God. Usually we go a couple times a year. My husband is from Toronto and like the first time we went there, he's like, what is happening here? (laughs) The question is, are you ever forced to go back to Sudbury from time to time? Yeah, it it is more forced. I mean, like I said, in the summer, sure, my dad lives on a lake. It's nice to go for a visit. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. But yeah, it's like a long haul and there's a period of time where if you didn't pee or you didn't get gas, like... Good luck. Yeah. Yeah, you're going in the woods. (laughs) Well, thanks so much for uh, weighing in and confirming what we already knew, which is there's not a whole lot happening up in Sudbury, and it should be pretty easy to keep people out if they don't want us there. Ian sent us a text, is Nickelback from Sudbury? No, they're from Alberta, but they have the big nickel in Sudbury. Maybe that's why he's getting confused. (laughs) Big Nickel is like a tribute to all the mining, the nickel mining they did there, right? Okay, never mind. Hey, thanks again for being on the show. Appreciate it. Yeah, no worries. Thanks, guys. Can you change a bad boy? Is there a chance that you're the one to change him, to make him settle down, to dream of having a family one day? Is it you? Are you the one? I love Bundes' line, and uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but you tell women that you're not the one they're going to marry. You're the one they're going to date before they meet the one that they're going to marry. Yeah, I'm the one before you meet the one. Yeah. I'm the guy that you... I would be so confused if you said that to me. I'd be like, what does that mean? (laughs) I'm the one before you... You're the one before I meet the one? Do I have to go through you to get to the one? Yeah. Of course you do. (laughs) Yes. Yes, you must. You got to sow your seeds with Bundus. Yeah. Get before, it all out. Get before it all I out. settle down, before you settle down. down. with somebody boring. Yes, no. <laughs> you want to get crazy. You want to have some fun. You want to have wild sex. You know the champagne, all that stuff. I'm the one before you meet the one. Because oh. once you once you're married, that stuff doesn't happen anymore. Gerald sent us a text. He says, "Bundus is the test drive." You can ride me all night long. <laughs> <laughs> there is a very short answer to this question. Yeah, experts no. were asked. Yeah. No, you know what? Surprisingly, it's not no. The experts say is, do they want to change? 
if the bad boy is a cheater and there's a pattern of serial cheating, it is hard to break. So if you're talking about cheating, you're in trouble. It's not good news. Yeah, say. once a cheater, always a cheater. That's what they say. Now, but, let's move yeah. on to commitment phobes, which I believe is the category yeah. that Bundus would Bund- fall Bundus into. Bundus is not a cheater. In no. fairness to Bundus, yeah. he uh, will break up with you if he wants to be with somebody else. Yeah, I don't like cheating. I would never want somebody to do that to me. Yeah. I feel like if you're going to be in a relationship, you should commit to the relationship. You're not it's even admirable. In, yeah. It's hard enough to get you to commit to the relationship. And at least you're upfront about it. Yeah, exactly. So to a fault, maybe to a fault. Yes. (laughs) If he doesn't want to be in a relationship, can you change that? If he's told you he isn't interested in marriage or settling down, experts say take him at his word. He isn't. If you want to pursue it, you can't give it up. Ask him if he will ever be ready for marriage or commitment. Is there a timeline? And then have him stick to that timeline. If you guys can agree to a time frame, like, well, let's try this out and we'll reevaluate in a year. Then in a year, say, how are we doing? Bad boy. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but tell me, Bundes, yeah, yeah. when you hear that, does that make sense to you? Like if a woman was like, okay, you say you never want to get married, although you've never said that. You say you, you know, want that one day. One You're just day. Not ready yeah. for so it would it be okay if you and I were dating if I was like, okay, well, can we get like a time frame here? Me personally, I don't like anybody putting pressure on me for anything. So if you start like uh, every, you know, six months, you're checking in with me. Where are we at? What's our status? That's going to turn me off. Right. I I, like if I'm getting along with you and we're having fun and things are naturally growing without you saying anything, without me saying anything, then like I'm obviously invested in this. Okay. But the moment you start hitting me with questions of like, where are we going to be in a year? I'm like, I don't know. I live one day at a time. Right. Like. Do most of the people you date sound like that? We are we A lot of them did, yeah. <laughs> a lot of them did. What are we doing? What are we doing, what are we doing here? We're about in six months. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't commit to that either. <laughs> maybe you should try dating someone that doesn't sound like that. Maybe you can imagine being with them more long term. Oh, yeah. oh, right? Someone who has a normal voice. That should be on your list of criteria. Hi, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you <laughs> next <laughs> hi nice to meet you nice to meet you oh, another one hi nice to meet you nice to meet you too all right okay. we got something going on here. here we go yeah is pamela anderson a homewrecker or is it really not her responsibility to worry about the guys she's dating and what their other I, life is like i don't like that term homewrecker you know like yeah a, a, the guy you know, could have told Pamela anything. He could have said, oh, my relationship's on the brink of divorce. Oh, there's been rough waters going on. Like, how does Mm. she know how honest he is about the relationship? It was, uh, okay, so here's the deal. Pamela Anderson just announced this week that she married a guy. Uh, They live on Vancouver Island. And uh, now we're getting more details about the guy she married. He's currently, I think, acting as her bodyguard. But according to his ex-wife, when he was hired by Pamela Anderson, Mm -hmm. he was like a handyman. He was there like working on fixing up her house and uh, projects around the property. Okay. And then apparently um, through the pandemic, he started to become more detached to his existing wife choosing instead to spend more time over at the Pam Anderson camp. Working on... uh, Various home projects. Okay. Like at first, according to his ex-wife now, 
Uh, he claimed that, you know, Pam was difficult to work with and, you know, he would kind of complain about how demanding she was. Yikes. But things took a turn. <laughs> but the thing is, like, don't you feel like when you are a famous pinup playboy playmate mm-hmm. celebrity that you have a certain responsibility to control your powers of persuasion because you have a power that most people don't possess yeah almost so intoxicating that you can't even blame the guy uh-huh. in this world we live in everyone jokes about their celebrity exception list yeah as though we're all okay to cheat on our significant others if we get the opportunity to be with one of those people we put on our list like margot robbie comes to town she falls in love with me of course i'm allowed to cheat on my wife with her because <laughs> she's on my list that's a really good question i never you know, thought of it that way everybody talks about it oh who's on your list yeah. it's an it's an acceptable thing to almost imagine how would i say no to margot robbie or Mila Kunis, if they were single and they were courting me, and I'm like, look at the world I could live in. Yeah, I mean, uh, when you leave somebody for someone else, that usually the grass isn't always as greener on the other side. Oh, I, wonder, yeah. I wonder if that applies when the person is Pamela Anderson. I'm pretty sure she's been married, <laughs> what, six other times? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. If I like- left Deb <laughs> for Margot Robbie... <laughs> Do you think people would be like, what a horrible guy. He left his two daughters and his wife. Don't you think most people would be like, well, yeah, of course. It's oh Margot my Robbie. God. It's like Why? when when I was going through my divorce, uh, family were calling and intervening and trying to stop what yeah. was happening. If I was leaving my ex for somebody like a Julia Roberts. Or Drake. Or you know, Drake. I, I they might be like, scenario earlier. oh, yeah, yeah, okay, that's fine. <laughs> She's She's leaving Matt for Drake, everybody. Of course she's going to go down that road. Well, they also think there might be something in it for them. Perhaps uh, Drake, you know, family and friends will be like, oh, Pamela Anderson's in our family now. Yeah. We get to go to her house for Christmas Eve dinner. It makes it easier to explain to people. Is it right? Probably not. But uh. I heard that she almost got married in her pajamas, too, by the way. Oh, yeah? Which kind of like makes me feel like she doesn't really care. Depends what kind of pajamas you're talking about. <laughs> My kind of pajamas or your kind of pajamas? <laughs> Tucker and Mora, what guy in their 40s didn't spend one part of their childhood dreaming about being with Pamela Anderson? I mean, she was everywhere. She was on Playboy, she was in Baywatch, yeah. she had movies. And mm-hmm. She was like, uh, for someone in their 40s, she was the pinup model. Yes, you know she what was. I mean? mm-hmm. And a guy starts working for her and she wants to be with him. And so he leaves his family for her. Yes, he does. Uh, Matt wanted to weigh in on the conversation we were having about this. I mean, can you blame the guy? Uh, what's your take <laughs> on this, Matt? Well, you know what? The way I see it is you got to take in the kids in perspective, right? I mean, I understand this guy has been married before, obviously, he has two kids. But you got to put the kids first in a situation, right? I think it's very selfish of him just to put himself in front of the kids. Or uh, if you have a family. what if the kids are excited about the possibility uh, or, the, you know, the thought that Pam Anderson's their stepmom? You know what, maybe the kids that obviously the kids were through this before, so it's a different situation because obviously they have a stepmom now. Mm-hmm. But if you actually were with a family that that's their mother and it's not their stepmother, I, I don't think any kid would be excited about that unless yeah. you raise them poorly. Mm-hmm. So you're saying right? in any circumstance, it is not acceptable to leave your spouse for a celebrity. Listen, I've been with my wife for 10 years 
and I've been in to- sorry, I've been married to her for 10 years. I've been with her for 14. I have two kids. You know, there's a lot of beautiful women out there. There's a lot of beautiful celebrities. If the hottest girl came to me right now and said, hey, leave your family for me, and I got as much money and riches as you'll have it all, I'll say, no. How would that look, right? How would that look to my kids? Hey, Matt, right? Matt. To leave my family. Cough if your wife is right beside you. <laughs> Just give hey. us a sign. Give us a sign. <laughs> if your wife is you right there, it's okay. It's okay. I understand. I, I agree with you 100%. <laughs> hey, Tucker. Yeah. I forgot to tell you, she, she's Latino, so I'm only saying this because... If I don't say this, she'll kill me. That's right. That's right. Exactly. Matt, obviously, you've done something wrong in the last week, and you're trying to make it up to her by coming on the radio and lying to us. Hey, you guys figured it out. You got me. Yeah. Matt, I hope your wife was listening, and it was all worth it. You know what, guys? Honestly, I love listening to you guys. It's the, you know, it makes my day. Don't forget about the podcast, Matt. Yeah. You know what? I haven't actually listened to that yet. I got to try it out. Yeah. You have to try it out. It's like a 30-minute conversation where we get to talk about anything. Yeah, you know what? I'm going to download that today and try it out. Yeah, 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 check it out. We put up new podcasts every weekday. Perfect. All right. Take care, Matt. We got a text from Ian. He says that his boys would understand. (laughs) 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 And then he said, tell Matt to call back in 15 years. (laughs) (laughs) Isolation is changing how you look, just so you know. When you're in lockdown, we really don't care that much about showering anymore. This is according to new research. It's the truth. It's the truth. Preach! My my grooming uh, regime has definitely suffered a little bit over the pandemic. Guys, you're not alone, okay? Showering has gone down. Uh, Doing less laundry gone down Mm. just your general grooming of the beard and of the skull yeah that's where i'm really dropping the ball that's gone down even brushing our teeth people have thrown in the towel we just don't care maybe we think it's freeing up some much needed time and reducing our stress but it turns out that skipping the grooming is actually adding more stress to your life some people say that completely abandoning that that routine of grooming and wearing sweatpants all day literally makes you feel like you have COVID-19. <laughs> you, you look sick. You look at yourself. You're like, who is this person? There's nothing worse for me than to just get up, put on sweatpants and leave them on all day. That's it, a it bad just, thing for you? Yeah. It turns me into this schlubby, gross <laughs> disaster. Mm-hmm. I feel like a hot mess. Mm-hmm. Even if I'm not, I just feel that way. Bundus has just recently bought dressy uh track pants which might be the solution no the solution for me is getting up taking a shower right away in the morning yeah getting outside walking somewhere doing something just to get like the ball rolling because uh-huh. if i just wake up as a schlub you're going to bed as a schlub and i'm going to bed as a schlub <laughs> you know, yesterday i woke up and i looked at myself in the mirror and i felt exactly like everything you just described there i have my sweatpants sick, yeah. on <laughs> I, I felt like i needed to shave i wanted to cut my hair yeah and take a shower all that and then i decided to just sit back down and spend the day watching tv you know like it, what's it, the point and you felt right? gross though didn't you like the you whole little, day yeah. the whole day i hated myself but i could not find the energy or the courage or whatever it was to just get up and do it because yes. i was like what's the point yes okay yeah. so experts say what you need to do is treat yourself to 
a box of hair dye, or maybe it's a new clipper, buy yourself a new cream, even just just dress up for a night around the house. I've had friends that have been doing that, like putting on a skirt on a Friday night, just wearing it around the house. And hairstylists are expecting a huge rebound effect that after this whole lockdown lessens, that people are going to be booking appointments for dramatic, big post-pandemic haircuts. So dress it up around the house. Yeah. Try that. Tucker and Mora, the countdown has begun for Valentine's Day. Oh, yeah. This right? is going to be a big year for Valentine's Day. Do you think? Oh, yeah. I, I know because my husband Matt's already like, I got you the best Valentine's Day gift ever. I'm like, what? Like, we normally just do like some flowers and then make some food. No, normally you do nothing. I and do Matt, nothing. Like, steps out and does amazing things. <laughs> but he things. doesn't do like a big Valentine's Day gift. We talk it well, maybe not with cost, but usually it wasn't Valentine's Day when he did the whole rose thing. Or the flowers everywhere yeah, again, you went? Flowers, yes. Yeah, but it was how it was all laid out. <laughs> it was when laid you woke out. up in the morning. Yes. What did Matt do? There was a rose basically everywhere I looked. So like I get up way earlier than everybody else in the house. So I went in the washroom and there was like a rose, a single rose and a little note. And then there was a rose on each stair and then a rose on the dining room table and then a rose here and a rose there. Roses are even a rose on the dashboard of the car. I think what Matt did for you is super great. Like it's awesome that you guys can do that. I cannot imagine myself <laughs> laying out a bunch of roses all over the place. Mm -hmm. I I would like hate myself with each rose I put down. (laughs) A little bit more, you know? You'd just slowly die. Like a piece (laughs) of you would die. Every flower you put down. You'd be like, I hate the person I've become. One more in the car. (laughs) This might do me in. (laughs) (laughs) I don't don't do things like that. I like that you say that because it gets you out of having to do it. Right. I, don't, I don't do things like that. <laughs> I, don't I don't do things like that. It's a, you know? Uh-huh. It does. You're going to be with me? Don't expect any signs of uh, mm-hmm. me being romantic because I'll slowly die if I do that. <laughs> yeah, but you guys are kinky and fun. You can no, have... she's kinky and fun. I think Bundy, he's got the champagne move that he does. Sure. Kinky and fun is totally different than sappy and romantic. I don't do sappy and romantic. Mm-hmm. That's that's like, I can go on a nice like date and get dressed up and like talk with you and stuff but like like lighting talk talk. like he's gonna talk talk to me (laughs) by the way for valentine's i got you a conversation with me (laughs) congratulations oh yeah (laughs) guess what up next after this lovely dinner we're gonna sit and talk (laughs) you know what i did one year that went over really well Uh i used to live above a florist and on valentine's day they notoriously have like garbage bags filled with rose petals. So I went down to get my mail and the guy's like, do you want a couple of garbage bags filled with rose petals? I'm like, yeah, sure. So I got them on my bike. I took them over to my boyfriend's place at the time. He wasn't home from work yet. I laid them all out everywhere, just trashed the place, (laughs) but a trail leading to the bedroom. I laid down on the bed in lingerie and waited for him to come home. See, well, I would appreciate He that. was late, oh, man. Yeah. And I was lying there forever. <laughs> <laughs> he got stuck. He got wrapped up in work and didn't know I was going to be there. And did, uh, <laughs> at any point, would you kind of hear footsteps in a stairwell or something? And be like, oh, this is Here it. Here we go. Here we yeah. go. I had planned on being in this beautiful pose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was not. I passed out. He was home very, very late. I should have warned him. 
<laughs> I should have warned him that I was going to be there. You know? The rose petals was a stir of the moment kind of thing. Yeah, it backfired. Backfired. That scarred you, I think. Maybe that's yeah. why you're not into it anymore. And I'm like, don't even bother. Tucker and Mora, show me a super hot woman and I'll show you a bunch of guys that hate her boyfriend. Even though they haven't even met him. <laughs> <laughs> I found myself in this situation over the weekend. Oh, really? Yeah. I was watching Saturday Night Live. The musical guest was Machine Gun Kelly, who's mm. currently dating Megan, Megan Fox. Fox. I'm yes. like, who's this loser? Uh-huh. What are we dealing with here? <laughs> and he's playing. I'm like, oh, God. This <laughs> lyrics so empty. <laughs> This is uh, oh, yes. Machine Gun Kelly from Saturday Night Love. I don't Saturday get I don't get the Machine Gun Kelly fascination either. I don't get this, Maybe you can speak to it, but uh, I'm not a fan of his music. I enjoyed him uh, in The Dirt, where he played Tommy Lee, which was the Molly Crew biopic. Yeah, he's an oh, actor yes. as well. Eh? He's been in a bunch of stuff, I think. Yeah, but his music is not my thing. I'm just mm. like I, I look at a guy and I see a guy who's trying too hard. You know, yes, yes. He's got the outfit and the hair. Yeah, everything <laughs> is so well thought out yes. that it becomes like... Too much. Too much. I say that all the time about fashion. Like, if I see a woman who looks like she's put way too much thought into an outfit, then I don't like it. I like to see people, like, put piece together outfits that looks like you almost just whipped it on and you didn't think that much about it, but you're still stylish. That yeah. I'm impressed by. That impresses me. Yeah, there's people that pull off certain looks. Yeah. And other people that are just trying to pretend to be something they're not. And he seems like that guy. Again, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know he's probably a sweet man and uh, is very sincere and authentic. Oh, yeah. But because he's <laughs> dating Megan Fox, I'm like, <laughs> douche. So by this line of reasoning, do you also feel the same way about Margot Robbie's husband? Yes. <laughs> Loser. Okay, okay. Show me that guy. And I will be, here's the thing. I assume he's probably the greatest guy. He probably if is. If you're going to land a, a woman like that, mm. who's smart, intelligent, smoking hot. Talented. You have to have something going on there. You're bringing something to the table. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm going to find everything wrong with that person the second I get the opportunity. Just because of jealousy? Yeah. It completely out of jealousy. Grow Does it, Do women do that? If I see a super hot guy who's dating somebody, I will judge him based on the kind of woman she is. Oh. Do you know what I mean? Like, if she's a natural beauty and, like, in a style that I kind of like, I will like him more because he's gravitated towards this down-to-earth woman. You know, okay. it should actually affect how much you like Megan Fox when you see that she's dating this guy who you don't like. Also, I'm, you know... Being a 90210 fan, it still upsets me that Machine Gun Kelly is the reason why Brian Austin Green and Megan Fox aren't together anymore. Well, I don't know if he's the reason. Man. He was the next guy in line. He was the final nail in that relationship coffin. You think? Yeah. I don't. Totally. You're just I, th I, think, that. I think that Brian and Megan had a chance to get back together and then Machine Gun Kelly comes in. Uh-huh. They ruined it all. Bundes, you got to be the same way. Uh, yeah, sometimes I get like that. I've also gotten some spats, I remember, back in, like, when I was younger in high school with guys who wanted to, like, fight me. Because you had a hot girlfriend? Because I had a hot girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's a really? thing with dudes. Dudes don't like yeah. other dudes with hot girlfriends. It's it's weird. It's yeah. this, it's like, primal thing deep within inside us. Yeah. Man, everyone loves my husband, Matt. 
that mean? Uh... Don't worry about it. Don't worry. Don't, don't think too it. much into that. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen him get in a fight once. Wait a second. <laughs> It's Tucker and Mora. If you missed the Toronto Raptors game last night, you missed a good one. Freddie Van Vliet setting a new franchise record with 54 points in one game. It was time, and sometimes you hit that groove and, and you just find that zone, and, and tonight I was able to do that. My teammates did an unbelievable job of finding me and, and screening for me and giving me the ball in my spot, so um, just a lot of them were just catching shoots. It's a pretty amazing feat considering the fact that he went undrafted in his draft year and eventually signed with the Toronto Raptors. And it got me to thinking, like, I'm the Fred Van Vliet of radio. Oh, you are? Yeah. (laughs) Bunnis may not know this backstory, but, you know, when I finished university and I was trying to find a job in radio and I'd done four years of college radio. Yeah. I sent out applications to 50 of the best biggest uh, loser radio stations in the country. <laughs> They're loser radio you find, stations? No. Because uh, they didn't radio hire stations you? in like the worst places in Canada. Oh. 50 applications. I applied to places you've never heard of. Really? You ever heard of Salmon Arm? No. I applied for a job there. Guess what? <laughs> didn't get one. <laughs> Lethbridge, Vernon, Fort McMurray. Did I, was, I literally applied all over Canada. 50 places. Okay. And you know how many bites I got? How many people wanted to draft me on their team? <laughs> how many? Zero. Zero. <laughs> point zero. <laughs> Nobody. Didn't you call a radio station too, just asking to be an intern? And the guy left you a voicemail saying like, if you think this is the way you Who get it. Yeah. you are? <laughs> I, I tried to be an story. intern yeah. at a radio station that we both ended up working at, yeah. Shome in Montreal. Mm-hmm. And this guy, he was like the music director there, thought he was like top guy, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. I, I left a voicemail. I'm like, hey, I'm really interested in interning. Anything I can do, I'd love to just come and, and work and sure. learn and whatever. Yeah. And then I didn't hear back for a little bit, but everyone told me, be persistent. So I called back and left another voicemail saying, hey, uh, I'd love, you know, anything I can do, please let me know. Sure. And so I get this, um, there's a message on my mom's answering machine, <laughs> which is super embarrassing. She's like, I think there's a message for you on the phone. And it's this guy, Neil, who uh-huh. worked there. Okay. And he's like, uh, I'm trying to reach uh, Scott Tucker. Uh, I don't even know if I have the right number. I don't know who you think you are that you can just call and say that you're available for an internship. Like the guy was the biggest D-I-C-K I could ever imagine. And so I just like cowered away. I was like, ooh. Yeah, that could have ended it for you when guess, you think can, about it. Yeah, I guess where that guy is now. Where is he? I don't know. <laughs> Okay, so I'm you, Fred Van Vliet. You are I'm Fred Van Vliet. That's completely different from my story. Yeah, you just like I was an intern, and they were like, "Please work here. Yeah, yeah let yeah, me pay yeah. you to work here." This I, is the difference. <laughs> this is what happens when you're hot. Just so you know, this is a total example no. of hot people winning and dweeb-looking weens like me having to fight their way. And I'm they're like, just guys, like, they're just I don't like, even want to hey. be in radio. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, know. I know. I couldn't find a job for a year after applying at every loser station in the country. And for more, it's like, oh, you want to start in a major market? Sure, here's your first job. I hadn't even finished my radio program in college yet, and I sent an email to one station, and I got an internship the next <laughs> yeah. day. Yeah. And yeah. three months later, I got hired. <laughs> Let me guess, you included your headshot. Hot guy wins again. <laughs> it's Tucker and Mora in in the morning. Energy 95.3. 
Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. <laughs> and Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.